there you go. You always take the weather with rears everywhere you go. You always take the weather, the weather, the weather with Not a dry eye in the house when I'm belting classics out like that. <coughs> Excuse me. Fidget McFidget spinner here. Right. Hello, everybody. And welcome to episode... I don't know. Maybe 18. I have no idea at the moment. But welcome. Hello. If you're watching on Patreon and... Hello. If you're just listening... In lug oils. I welcome you all. Be that optically or <laughs> optically will be eyes and eerily. Eerily, yeah? Eerily. Right, hold on. Morning brew, it's early doors. It's early, early doors today. I'm up at the crack of dawn. Because uh, I've got a mate coming round for a blue and a catch-up. Not seen him since I went gallivanting down south. So we're going to have a little... We're going to have a coffee. So, I mean, I'm going to be bouncing off the walls after too much coffee. But that's life, isn't it? We've all, you know, I've done worse. So I'm up early. Birds have fed. <sighs> Things have been done. House is tidy. I've been away. When was it did I last speak to you? Before I went away. Before I went down south to um, get loads of content for you and do loads of podcasts and all that. So guess how many podcasts I did? Zero. Zero podcasts I did. And I'll tell you why. It's difficult. If people don't aren't in that podcast space... It's difficult then to be like, hey, do you want to do a podcast? And they're like, like Dustin was like, what's that? I was like, what? You don't know what a podcast is? Do you want to do? Well, you just speak to me for an hour and try not to get cancelled. <laughs> be simple, mate. Oh, no, 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 no. And then forget asking John. My mate John. I mean, I'm sure he would do at some point, but. No. Also, these YouTubers, mate, I don't know. Maybe you feel like you can't, you give yourself an, an hour of yourself. You can't edit that, can you? So you're uh, you're there. You're laid bare, so maybe it might not be good for them. Not saying that they didn't want to be laid bare or they couldn't handle it. It's just, it's a different medium, isn't it? I guess if you're used to just doing your little YouTube vids, as I was, but then just... Someone chucking a mic in your face and for an an hour plus, it's not everyone's cup of tea. So I understand that. So I didn't get any podcasts for you. So I guess this is just the podcast for that time that I've been down there. And I'm just going to, I don't have any notes or anything. I just thought, you know what, I'll wing it. I'm buzzing. I'm high on life. There's nothing. I won't be stuttering. I'll just fly through this. Looking around for notes, drastically looking for notes. So, I'm trying to think what I did. Oh, yeah. I've just been down south, mate. So, I went down to see D Dustin. Two of the videos will have been put on Patreon by now anyway, I think. So, you'll pretty much know on 
face value what I did, but there's some behind the scenes stuff I'll fill you in on. For dirty patrons. I even filmed a little separate. I tried my best, guys. But it's difficult. It's difficult to get, like, capture loads of different videos in one video. Like, I so made a film with Dustin. And then all, all the time I've got this narrative of, like, the whole trip that I'm trying to film as well. But then sort of separating it up in my brain into these YouTube-worthy videos. Um, it become And then because of my old noggin box, it in, I don't find it easy to do that sort of stuff. Uh, I should write it all down and plan it before I go and be meticulous, but that just, you know, it all goes out the window, doesn't it? As soon as I set foot out at door. <laughs> as soon as I step foot out at door, just rip up the rule book and we're just, we're going on instinct. We're going on, we're going on spontaneity and we just cobble together what we can from that. But it is difficult to get a narrative in your head of these different stories that you're trying to tell. And I'm making it sound like I'm actually doing some life-changing and amazing, but I'm only just making YouTube videos, but I try and put some effort into it, and I do want to bring out entertaining videos and stuff, so I do have to be mindful of it, and it uh, sometimes it gets a bit difficult on these big trips, but I'm getting better. I'm getting better at it. Um, I think it would be easier if I had a camper van. There I go. There, I've said it. And guess what I'm going to go see this week? I'm going to go and see a camper van. Because I've had it up to, I've had it up to here with that truck, caused me an outbook grief, and it was great. While I was doing a lot of landscaping and stuff, and it for anyone who's just listening, I've got it's an Isuzu D Max, one of them. It's like um, open back truck, four wheel drive, and it's great. But and every time I do use the four wheel drive or need to use it, <laughs> good feelings all around, baby. But I very rarely use the four wheel drive. I think I've used four-wheel low. So it's got four-wheel high and then four-wheel low. I think I've used the four-wheel low twice. You know, however many years I've had it, a long time. So it's just sort of a bit, you know, I don't need it so much anymore. Um, so I've, I've been having a look at camper vans or just getting a van to do up myself. And I'll just part X my truck and trade it in and get a van. Because I can still landscape from a van if needs be next winter or whatever. I'll just get another truck, re re you know trade it in again. But for this summer, I just fancy getting a um, a camper van, and it'll just make my life a whole lot easier. Because I mean, I I was having to sleep in that truck on at times. <laughs> in uh, I wonder if this show I can integrate the clips from my trip into this show and this show will be it like a big multi dimensional multimedia event should we do it right i'm going to do it I'm making it making it a lot harder for myself but that's life so i'll have to think in my own brain what the timeline was and then i'll interject it with stuff right i'm jumping ahead of myself surprise surprise so let's just bring it back. Take a breath. It's a podcast, not a sprint. We can chill with it. I'm sending a lot of love to everyone out there. It's We're just starting off on a new week. And um, 
I hope you're all doing good. I hope you're all, you know, being kind to yourself and being kind to other people. Mainly to yourself, mate. Come on, let's be honest, because other people have to come second at times. Because you can't get your own noggin right, then other people are just going to have to, you know, how can you look after other people? But, yeah, just sending out, but love. So, anyway, I set off to Dustin to go and see Dirty Dustin and Amber the Dog. Or should I say I went off to see Amber the Dog and Dirty Dustin. And I got there full to the brim of beans, happy as a pig in shit. Because I've not been in sea for a while. I'd just recently been diving in the uh, in the dales for crayfish. And I'd not been in sea for a while since last year. Because we don't get the visibility up here. And so I was buzzing. Giddy as you like. And then when it came time to saddling up to get into the sea. Forgot my wetsuit, didn't I? Got my wetsuit. Devastated, mate. I was devastated beyond belief because the pl- the first place that we were at was just, it looked so good and so inviting and I was like, I can't go in. I could have gone in, in you know, in duds, but it's no fun. <laughs> it's no fun. <laughs> it's not midsummer, is it? It's, uh, it's still pretty cold in there and, it, and when you dive down, it just gets colder the further down you go and it in. And I mean, I just didn't want it. Just didn't fancy it. So I was devastated. So I was like, oh, well, you go in then, Dustin. Have a little swim about. And I'll capture some amazing shots on the drone. Because, hey, if I can't take part, at least I can document it, yeah? Went into my bag. Oh, brilliant. I've left my, fo- left my drone at home on charge. Cool. <laughs> well done. Okay, brilliant. Well, let's commiserate. And let's have one of them Northern monks because I've... Been saving me um, my patron society box to have some quality northern monk ales with the people that I meet on my, my journey. Oh, I forgot the northern monk ales. Well, give us a H. H, give us an A. Um, absolute <laughs> fucking travesty, mate. I was devastated. How can you... How, I've gone to film a spearfishing adventure and I forgot my wetsuit my drone and my beers and that I couldn't believe it I was devastated with myself got me selling to doldrums a little bit it did it put me right into doldrums I was like, oh, what can I do frantically googling like places near us to get a wetsuit and there wasn't any so we went off and we got a fire going on the beach and um I just had to put that to one side and just have a night with Dustin where I didn't go in the sea and capture anything. Um, which is fine. Where To be honest, we had a great time. We had a really great time. And it was really good to hang out with Dustin. And Dustin's a sound lad. But Dustin has... There's Dustin. And then there's Bushcraft Tools. Which I'll say. And I'll, this, this isn't anything I don't tell him to his face. But Dustin, lovely lad. Get on with him. We have a right laugh. But then as soon as he starts to film, he just turns into like... Some mad presenter that isn't isn't like himself. It just baffles my head. And uh, as someone who just... I crave authenticity. I crave it. And it's uh, it just baffles my head. And I'm getting used to it. And I understand the game. Um, 
But sometimes I just, it just, I'm like, oh, wait, mate, just be normal. <laughs> be normal. Be more normal. Don't have to be completely normal, but be a little bit more normal. But he was doing his thing, and I, and I appreciate how far he's come from when I was first knocking about with him, and he was on his GoPro, and just doing sort of like behind-the-scenes shots of me and Mike and stuff, Mike from Tay Outdoors. And now he's got his own rig, he's doing his own thing, he's going viral, he's got loads of subscribers, so I'm really proud of him. He's doing a, he's doing good. He's doing good. I just need to get my head round all... Fucking... When people talk to cameras and that, and don't necessarily be themselves, it's a bit... I have to get used to it, and I know we all put on a... A persona, don't we, or or whatever it is. But I'll get used to it. I'm having to get used to it. And I mean, it's not like acting because the thing is with YouTube, right? Is that no one, none of hardly anyone, I doubt, has got any like formal training. I mean, it's not like I went to obviously went. <laughs> it's not like I went to like drama school or anything. But I mean, I was in the my um, school play of Bugsy Malone, if that counts for anything. And listen to this. <clears throat> and I, I mean, I've peddled this out to to anyone I meet. Ex-girlfriends, my daughter's sick of hearing it. Hold on. Ready for this. <clears throat> Close your eyes. And, uh, and put yourself back into Bugsy Malone times. Three cheers for Dandy Dan. Hip, hip. Hooray. Hip, hip. Hooray. And that was Yonkers, and that was your boy, I played Yonkers, yeah, Yonkers, at Cademan School, I must have been, how old would I have been, 12, 13, loved it mate, that's the only stage stuff I've done, <laughs> loved it, and me and my mate got loads of time off normal lessons, because we were like, uh, the uh, the the production guys said that we have to go and work on our splurge guns, so we have to take this double uh, RE lesson off to go and work on our splurge guns, and they let us. So we just skived off loads just to make these splurge guns, and it was a and it was amazing, and I felt part of it, and I know I was just like free cheers for Dandy Dan, one line wonder, but I mean it was the highlight of the whole thing. It's on VHS actually. One of my parents had it on VHS for a while. I could probably dig it out <laughs> and find it. But anyway, I digress. So besides that, I've not really had any acting. <laughs> I'm not really good at acting or anything. I like it as, a, as an art form. I really like it. And I'd like to get into it a little bit more. Um, and I've auditioned for, I auditioned for a Shane Meadows flick not so long back. I didn't get it obvs. But that's the thing, that's the difference with YouTube, mate, and that's why... So there's a difference. There's one thing being able to act. So you're acting, you're playing a role of someone different. You're playing a character. But then... So when, you, but when you're on YouTube and you're pointing a camera in your face, you have to sort of act yourself. You have to be yourself. And so it's a different thing. I mean, you can't really train for that in, in, in drama schools and stuff because you just... You're not acting. You have to... The skill is to be yourself when you're knowing that a lot of people are watching you or you've got this camera on you, just to be your authentic self. Um, and it's it's difficult, I guess, isn't it? It is difficult. Difficult. But it's an interesting one, nonetheless. So, yeah, I had a good time with Dustin and Amber. I'm 
Amber, mate. Oh, it makes me want to get a dog. Every time I hang out with a dog like that in a camping situation, it makes me want to get a dog. And I will do one day, I will get a dog. But let's, you know, there's a f <laughs> other stuff I need to do first before I start gallivanting about with a dog. Because if I just get a dog and it's just me and a dog, I can't go and see, can I? Because if I go and see, dog's left on its own. So I can't go diving. What if it can't? You know, there's too many variables, mate. There's too many variables, and I'm not interested this year. 2023, when I get myself a, um, a couple of wives and then um, someone to look after a dog, then maybe, yeah. But for now, nay. Nay to the dog. I had a wonderful time. And then, and I will interject these this video with clips, actually. Then I went to, I googled nearest spearfishing shop so I could get myself a wetsuit top. And I went to spearfishing.co.uk, I believe it's called. And got chatting to the lads in there. And they, um, I was like, yeah guys, any chance I could get a discount if I, you know... Put this in my video, which I'm going to have to do, actually. Um, and they knocked me 50 quid off. I said, I got some new fins. Oh, finally, I got some... I upgraded my fins. And, oh, my God, they're so good. Should I go and grab one? No, I can't be bothered. They're so good. And I, I doubt many people on Patreon um, or just listening on the podcast would give a shit about my new fins and how flexible they are and how good they are at propelling me through the water, but... So I won't bother giving you a detailed rundown. <laughs> and then I got also, I just had any old any old wetsuit top I got. Because it was only the top half that I'd forgotten. So I just ended up with the right mismatch. You know when you forget your PE kit at school and you've got to go into that little bin with all weird things that people have left behind. I was like that. So I had like, like yeah, just two different styles of camo. Looking like, well, it didn't matter what I looked like. It was practical and I got it sorted. And they gave me 50 quid off. So thanks to everybody at um, spearfishing.co.uk for all your spearfishing needs. Uh, went there, got all that sorted, thankfully. Then, what did I do? Can't even remember. So I'd had a few scoops with Dustin. I was on, um, I was on Stellas and stuff and just all dirty lagers because I forgot my ales. Then went down to stay in... Where did I stay? Oh, yeah, I stayed in... Um, I just kept in my truck the next night in uh, the yachting club, Myla Yachting Club. And But that's another reason why I wanted to get the camp the camper van is that truck. It ain't built for sleeping, so you're just on the seat like that, like, a, I don't know, like some little bit of Alpha Betty spaghetti all just curled around the gear stick and that, like, just... <laughs> not comfortable mate not comfortable so there was an alehouse there so I got myself tucked into alehouse and I had a skinful just to help me sleep and that was pretty good and then if I'm honest I don't really know what much about the timeline even though I only got back recently I can't really remember much about the timeline I think I met up with John and went out on his boat didn't film anything just went out on his boat to see his new boat and then, what did I do? I met, I think I went to meet uh, Muddy Bootlaces, this girl called Becca. And she has an Instagram account called Muddy Bootlaces. She had reached out to me no, 
when she knew I was going to be in Cornwall, she reached out and said, do you want to do something? And I said, aye, why not? You're a lot, you know, you look a lot nicer than John in the face. <laughs> so it might be a, a refreshing change of energy to have some female energy instead of big burly boys that smell of fish and crustaceans. And so I went to meet Becca and what did we do? We just went for a hike, yeah, we had a nice hike. I didn't film any of this, but we had a real nice hike along the coast and back. Then we we ended up going up to this wood. I got permission to to go into this wood and have some have a fire and stuff by the people that own this campsite. And Becca cooked me a nice meal, like a a, a pur or pho, they call it. It's like a vegan Thai curry. She cooked me that. We had a skin full of booze. Cocktails, for God's sake. That's the difference when you're camping with girls. Cocktails and vegan curry, uh, Thai curry, mate. In for a penny, in for a pound. And we had a real good night by the fire. In this wood, it was really funny. But we didn't stop drinking till like, I don't know, it was maybe half three, right? Half three in the morning. And I had to be down at the boat. Yeah, I had to be down at the boat for like half six in the morning or something. I just had, I remember having three hours kip. Uh, and then Becca came over to my tent. She was like, are you going to make it? And I was just like, uh? Like looking through one eye, absolutely plastered. She was like, you're not going to make it, are you? So she went back to her tent. And then I just sprung up like a spring, like I do. Like a spring chick, just up, right, bosh. Brush teeth, glug some water, have one of my hydration tablets, off I go. Three hours keep, we hang over, just holding it together for John. <laughs> so, that's it, that's how it is, that's how I did it. So you'll see on the video, the one that I just posted prior to, the, uh, yeah, prior to this, where we go spearfishing and up and down the cliff, that was me on three hours keep after a skinful, having to go diving, not having much to eat except for the stuff that we caught. But you don't complain. I just got on with it. That's how I roll. I, I just get on with it because it was just, who am I to complain? I'm having a great time. What, you know, drinking cocktails in woods with with, <laughs> with Becca and then going out diving. It's, it's great stuff, but it was definitely burning the candle at both ends. And I did manage to get some um, some chill time to myself and just... Um, in fact, I went for a coffee actually, was it later that day, went into the town for a coffee and I was just sat having my coffee and some, some lad came in and he's like, oh, is he? He recognised me and got a photo with me and that and he said, let's go out tonight, do you want to go for some beers? Um, me and my girlfriend are big fans, we'll, you know, we want to meet for some beers. <clears throat> so I did, I just went out with this couple for some beverages. And um, I had a really nice night, actually. It was great. Wonderful evening. And just a great trip altogether. We had some... The diving was amazing. The, the clarity was quality. I didn't get any fish, if that's... You know, that's something that I should be focusing on a little bit more. <clears throat> I uh, I nearly got a bass. I came face to face with a bass. And... I was waiting for it, so I didn't, so I didn't want to shoot it face on and just kebab it all the way through and ruin it. 
So I was waiting till it turned. So as soon as it turned, I went to hit it on its head or lateral line and I'd left the safety on. Left safety on and by the time I took the safety off to take the shot, the shot was gone. I was like, oh, damn. And I wasn't looking for... Um, I didn't spend my time looking for lobsters and crabs and stuff because I really wanted to get that fish. So I didn't get much footage, really, of diving. Um, and I definitely couldn't film John because, like, a camera mount to the side of my spear gun so that I can attach my GoPro to that. And the thing is, I can't, I can't point that at John and film him doing his thing because that's pointing a loaded gun, essentially, a spear gun at that. At John and it's just not that in how you do things. Even like he was like, "Oh, just film me doing this bit." He's like, "Oh, it's all right. Just take the bands off." I'm like, "No, nah, dude." It's one of them. You just feels wrong because even if you you know your bull your gun hasn't got any bullets in it, the right you never put your finger on the trigger. You never point it at anyone. It's just good practice. So we didn't get much footage. So I said, next time we go down, I'm going to focus more on the uh, uh, the sea footage. Like I'm going to. Take two GoPros and get some different rigs rigs going and, and try and get some quality underwater footage instead of just me trying and failing to get a fish. Um, it's, but still, man, it, on that day when I was hanging out my ass, we spent a lot of time in the water. We four, five, six, seven. We must have been in water for about seven hours during that day. Um. Managed to get a lobster. Got a couple of lobsters. One had to go back because it was too big. It was massive. An absolute tank of a thing. But they don't taste so good when they get that big. So the best just going back, man. Because they've done well enough to last that long. Put them back. They've earned it, man. They've earned it. King of the reef. Get back in there, lad. Get back in there and use your sperm to impregnate a few more women lobsters. Because that's what we need. We need your sperm more than we need your meat. And that's what girls say to me, but that ain't also true. Just said it because it seemed funny, but now I regret saying it. Um, and then we got spider crabs. There was spider crabs everywhere. And for anyone who don't know, they're massive. They're massive. They're just big old gangly spider crabs, mate. But they're f they're docile as shit. They're easy to get. The only thing with them is they've got dexterity. So your brown crabs and your lobsters and that, you just hold them on the back and they can't get you. They're like, um, especially the brown crabs, it's like a steroid-using gym goer, you know, one of these gold gym boys. And their lats and that get so big they can't scratch their back. They're like that. Whereas a spider crab's more like a yoga instructor. So you grab it and it just goes, with long arm right back, gets you. Um, so there is a special technique to grabbing them. Good eating, though. Good eating. So we, we managed to get all them. And considering I was hanging out my ass, and this was late in the day, so I'd been spearfishing, climbing up and down these cliffs. I'd forgot my weight belt, so I had to go up and down these cliffs. Absolutely blowing out my ass and so hungry. And we had these this lobster and a, um, a spider crab. We foraged some greens, some sea beet, some uh, three-cornered leek. Some samphire. Um, oh, on the topic of foraging, the guys over at um, Wild Food UK heard me talking about their website and that I use it quite regularly. And they were kind enough to send me their book. So 
I just want to give a shout out to Marlo and Eric and the whole team over at Wild Food UK for sending me this pocket guide. And I, it's absolutely brilliant. And I aren't just saying that. I do use their website more than anyone else's. It's the only one I use, really, for, for IDing uh, mushrooms and wild edibles. And this is my new Bible. I absolutely love it. So I do recommend that. It's the Wild Food UK Foraging Pocket Guide. Um, yeah, so Samfire, which... And so we... On Papignon is the word. We used tinfoil and we wrapped the lobster. We butchered it off and we wrapped the lobster in butter and greens and the same with the spider crab. And then we just chucked it on the fire. And it, like rock Samfire brings like a zesty sort of citrusy vibe. And... The three-cornered leek is like oniony garlic, as you would imagine from um, uh, Allium. And mate, delicious it was. And especially because, you know, when you're blowing out your ass and you just want to eat summit, man. It was uh, one of the greatest meals I've ever had. And we had it on the beach as the tide was coming in. As you'll have seen maybe on the video, for those just listening on the podcast, you can check out the video at Hayes Outdoors on YouTube. <sighs> right. I'm just going to reload my brew, mate. Stick a little post-it note in it to remember where I am, because you know what I'm like. When my flights are fancy, give me two seconds. I always cut this little bit. Give me some work to do. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. So, yeah, and then what did I do? So I've been out with that couple... Dude, these trips that I go on, I mean, it's not always the same. I remember the last time I went down to, to see John Fishlocker to do filming and all that. I, I was down I was down there for a week, didn't have one single beer. I, uh, I was working on John's patio, I was building a patio for him and just focusing on filming and doing all that sort of stuff. Didn't film, but this one, this trip, <laughs> man... Just, um, yeah, burning candle at both ends. And I enjoyed it. You know, sometimes it's good to do that in it, sometimes. If you can hack it, if nogging can hack it, mate, if nogging can hack it, then it's good. Uh, then what did I do? I spent, oh, I had a second night with Becca from Muddy Bootlaces. She came up to a campsite that I was staying in. We had a, we got the fire ball out, had a fire, had, had some wine, chilled out. Didn't do any filming or anything, just had a chilled one. And again, with that one, I woke up in the morning and I was like, I gotta go. See ya. Gotta be on the boat for God knows what time in the morning. I had to get on this boat. On our way out to our mark on the boat, dolphins. Common dolphins, they were called. White underbelly, dark on the top, and they were following the wake of the boat. <coughs> I was absolutely buzzing. Loving it, man. Loving it. Lo I forgot to get some footage for the actual video. I only got it on my phone because I was so buzzing. And then later down the line, these bigger dolphins came, bigger boys, and they were called Reese's Dolphins. Now, Reese's Dolphins are covered in scars because of the way that their pigmentation changes as they grow older. Any little scar that they got when they were younger all just sort of shows up as their, as their um, pigment changes. And they're huge. And then John got on his walkie-talkie to people um, who do the wildlife tours. And they're like, hey, we've got some Reese's dolphins out here. 
and you have to try and document them and send them off to certain things because they're they're quite a rarish sight. So I was absolutely buzzing to see them, and I did capture them on film actually, and that'll be on the next video that's coming out in the uh, in my Cornwall series. And it, that's what I am calling it a series. So there you go. So we went out. We were fishing, f caught some dogfish, pollock. Got a couple of pollock. Got one for the pot, which is quite good. And then we hauled his pots up. I mean, it was a long day, mate. A long day out at sea. And I'd not brought any food with me or anything. And when you haul, you know, it's just hard graft. Especially after you've been on it for a while. It's very hard graft. And I know why now John doesn't drink. You can't be slurping and then going out to sea on the morning early doors. You can if you're on holiday like I was, kind of. If it's just a one-off. But it's not sustainable, is it? If it's, If that's your job. Sack that off. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, I didn't get anything really. Like, I didn't catch any fish, is what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this. I went to Cornwall to hang out with the fish locker. Spent a lot of time in the sea and on his boat, and I didn't catch f nothing. I think I caught a couple of sand eels. <laughs> That's pathetic, mate. That is not very good at all. At all. So, yeah, tail between my legs, I went off on my own, actually. Sacked everyone off and I went off on my own and stayed in a wonderful campsite with a beautiful view over the sea and I watched a lovely sunset. And then I just had a little walk around, around there on my own, did a few miles hiking, a bit of foraging, um, got down to the coast, just, did, just hanging out by myself. And that probably won't, well, definitely won't be on the main video, but I'll maybe put it on here for you lot. My mate Matt texts me and he says, oh, can you, will you do my podcast tonight? And I said, I will do, mate, yeah. Because I'm looking at going up to Bristol to see some friends and I was thinking about staying in some actual digs, staying in a pub or something like that. And so Matt was like, look, dude, do my podcast and I'll hook you up. I'll get you in digs. And I'll uh, I'll buy you a nice bottle of wine and get you something to eat. I was like, dude, all right, <laughs> fuck it, all right. I'll have done it for now, but all right, I'll do it. So that was lovely. And when we do stuff like that, when you pay someone for a podcast, when you're friends, it's just because I don't know. It's just a nice thing to do, even though it's like I know he knows I would do it for free, and I know he would do mine for free. But it's a, it's it's more of a token, a gesture than anything. And it's, that's why it's best, like giving someone money to do it isn't as good as saying, look, I'll, you know, I'll buy you a meal and a bottle of wine because you're, you know, you've been out and about and that and a bit of luxury. It's nice. It's a nice, a very nice thought. And it was well received because I got to this pub and oh my God, they were doing, a, they had this truck outside doing Yorkshire pudding wraps, like Yorkshire pudding with all like the, all the gear in it and that. Wonderful. So I had one of them. Uh, and just got on beers and then did a podcast. Set up me, uh, set up a little podcast studio in the uh, in the in the room. So that was good. They give me a disabled room. I f I'm calling it an upgrade. I don't care what you say because it was bigger and I had a wet room with a sh uh, with a, sh a chair in the shower and that. <laughs> and if that ain't luxury, mate, I don't know what is. Especially after you've been roughing it for a while, mate. Big lot of big bed. I didn't even have to like get out of it till eleven in the morning, so I was chillaxing. Full English, yes, mate. Because when you're out and about, you, you you appreciate 
Like, you know, if you've been just keeping in your truck and in a tent, you just appreciate it all. I mean, I've said this countless times, but, mate, a bed, warm water, taps, toilet, all of it, mate, all of it. Been able to charge all my batteries, figuratively speaking and mentally speaking. And it was a wonderful end as well to to my trip. And I did see it as that. That was like, yeah. I was supposed to just go down there for a few days and I ended up staying there for like nine or ten. <laughs> nine or ten days, mate, just roughing it. But, you str- you know, that's why I'm having a look at a, a, a camper van. And when I say a camper van, I'm not going to be getting like a V-dub, kitchen it back, all that sort of gear. I'll, it'll bas- basically just be some sort of boxed off, sprinter or somewhere where I could just chuck a an airbed and a sleeping bag in back so I can just you know flatten out and go to bed in there that's all I want really so yeah that 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 got me back got back and then obviously gardens all grown so that's just first thing mate first thing see my daughter when I got back um went to pick Kaya up and spent a weekend with Kaya amazing that really just because the the I get these blues, man. I get the blues when I've been on like trips like that, like adventurous, spontaneous trips. And I get back and I'm like, uh oh, uh oh, here we go. I got it bad when I did when I like when I did the Cape Raft Trail after spending fourteen days just in wild. I got it bad there, mate. It's like, oh no, I don't like life. I don't like normal life. I don't like it. <laughs> Panicking about it all and like then I just get the doldrums. The, the the adventurer blues, baby. And so I'd started to I could feel blues creeping up my back. And it's a it's a mad one. It's a mad feeling. It's like I just don't want to be around anyone or doing it. I can't I was just really deflated. But to combat that, I just went and picked my daughter up and we had a mint weekend and that 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 done. No adventurous blues for me this time. Because I just dived straight into stuff that, you know, that grounds me. Yeah, grounds me very, like nothing else. So hanging out with Kaya, I've managed to do all my garden and all that sort of stuff, get on top of everything. That's why I'm doing these things. I'm editing all my videos, getting my podcasts done, um, sorting out emails with potential sponsors and potential things that are coming up. I had a really great Zoom chat with the, the boys from Nordic Outdoors, and something really exciting, actually, in the pipeline. <clears throat> um, I don't know if you've heard of the, the Fjellraven Classic, which is a hike they do in Sweden. Well, they're bringing that to the Highlands of Scotland. And I'm getting sent there to represent, mate, to represent. There'll be more to come from it. This is just a little sneak preview for you guys, but there'll be more to come from it. And I will be giving away two tickets to uh, for people to come and potentially join me on the Fjellraven Classic. So you can, I'll say hike with me, but it'll probably just turn into you hike, you do you, and I'll meet you at end. Or I'll meet you at certain times, because I don't want to hike with you, if I'm honest. <laughs> I want to hike on my own. But there'll be a big party afterwards, and so I'll meet you there. And you can be a part of it. And it, there's going to be two tickets to give away. I don't know how we're going to do it yet. We're going to we're going to discuss this, but it should be fun. And 
hopefully one or two of you guys will get a chance to come along with me. Exciting stuff. Um, what else have I got coming up, you say? There's quite a few bits and pieces. I'm trying to get Joey D out, mate, but he just won't. I'm offering, I'm just offering him the world. I'm saying, how are we, mate? We'll go out on the, on the bikes. We'll go and he's like, nah, can't, can't, can't. So, and I I feel like I badger him a lot. Like, not badgering, but I often, I'm like, should we do this? Or can you come out here and do this? And it's, it's just, I'm just giving in a bit. <laughs> I'm giving in on Joey D a little bit, but that's life. Because I'm so busy with other stuff as well. I can't keep checking in on him to see if he can play out. And so I'll just have to leave it to him. And then once he's settled and he's good to go, then he he can get in touch with me and we'll we'll work some out. We'll work some out. But I've got some good hiking videos coming up. And I'm off I'm also spontaneously off back down south again next week. Because I'm off camping with Matt and his brother in law Jamie. Jamie in in the haunted woods again. Or somewhere around there. Don't come try and find us because it won't be exactly there. It'll be somewhere around there. But this time, I've said, look, guys, promise me we've got to do a podcast and you've got we've got to make a video for it. Otherwise, you know, it's a five hour it's a five hour drive for me and I can't justify it if I'm just gonna go down there, get pissed, turn into a shape and then come back. Can't do it. So I'm gonna go down, do that, force the content. I'm gonna definitely get some content out. I'm going to suggest to Matthew that we do my podcast, this, whatever this is, and it is a show, we're going to do this down there because it's only an hour, whereas Matt's are two hours and no one's going to do, no one wants to do a two-hour podcast and Jamie didn't want a two-hour podcast going on while he's trying to do, you know, just trying to be in woods. So as a compromise, we'll do this one for an hour <laughs> and if Matt wants to put it on his channel, then he can, that's fine, but I feel like I'll be motivated to do it. We'll get that done. And then I'm going to go from Kent. I'm going to go down south again, just to Brighton. Brighton, where is it? Somewhere along that coast, anyway, to hopefully meet Daniel Mann, who you might have seen the T-shirt that I wear that says Dive Everywhere. I wear that quite a lot. That's my mate, Daniel. Daniel Mann. Probably the one of the most well-known spear fishermen in the world. He's got a wonderful YouTube channel, Daniel Mann. Um, it's so good. He's so good at editing and he's so good at free diving and spearfishing. You know, he's an Australian lad. He grew up in Australia doing it. And we've been, we've been chatting for a while and sort of, we're like ships that pass in the night. I met him at the, the Kendall, is it the Kendall Mountain Festival? And we had a few beers together and that. He's a sound lad. And we were like, right, we've definitely got to do something this year so hopefully I'm going to be meeting up with him doing some proper spear fishing or get an interview with him hopefully maybe a podcast I mean I say that but maybe not a podcast but definitely going to be doing some filming with him maybe a little cook up and then I'm off because I'm down there I'm just going to nip across to Dorset and see Dustin again and he's not going to bring Amber and I'm going to bring my wetsuit and drone and stuff so we can do a proper dive and do a proper cook up on the beach and then if I accidentally end up slipping down into Cornwall to see John to go out on boat, then that's how it is. But I won't be down there for a long time. It'll just be a smash and grab, get all the content, uh, go in the sea because I just want to go in the sea. 
and then and then back up Mertlawn, see Kaya, see friends, do what I need to do, and then we're back up to Scotland, I think. That's the plan anyway. We're going to Scotland to do a bit, do some proper camping. It's been a while. We'll get some proper camping done. Right, so that's what I've been up to. That's been a long time waffling about that, but I think that's mostly what I've been up to, I think. Um, that's it, really. I've been off the sauce for a bit since I've been back. I haven't drank at all. Friends asking me to go out and stuff, and I'm like, nah, keeping it zen, getting on top of everything, because it's all about balance, isn't it? If I'm, if I'm having a boozy time in, in Cornwall and I bring that energy back with me, I can't get anything done. So I need to come back, and I've just done nothing but get good sleep, working out, eating good, not drinking, getting on top of everything, and then I can go down to see Matt and Jamie and we can get back on it. But for now, it's a health kick. Tomorrow, I'm off to my Buddhist class tomorrow. I haven't been for a few weeks because I've been busy away and stuff. So I'm going to go and do some guided meditation and just... Um, just zen out, mate. Get my brain all zened out. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Right then. So let's have a little... Just, have, just quickly jump into some positive news. Pull up the website. I should have done all this beforehand, but I've got no notes, nothing really planned. So this is like, we're freestyling it, to say the least. So the first article that just grabs my noggin bollocks, a.k.a. eyes, is... Here we go. (laughs) A road surface not to be sniffed at, the highway made of used nappies. At last. At fucking last, mate. That's what I always say, that. I always... I've always said it. I've always said it. You know, when you... When you were younger and you used to get the wishbone in the back of the chicken, you're having, like, Sunday dinner and that with your nan, and you pull it and you win and you make a wish. My wish was always that one day we would have highways made of used nappies, and it's come true, thankfully. In what is believed to be a world first, I would think so, mate, a Welsh firm has found a way of turning used nappies into road surface. Will the idea gain traction? Day. And then it just baffles me with statistics and words that I can't quite put together in on a podcast, because that would be reading, and that's not something that I specialise in. Nappy Cycle founder Rob Pyre hit on a method to clean used nappies, dirty boy, and separate their plastics and and cellulose fibres for reuse. Well done, mate. Well done, mate. Have you actually done this or what? Is there a road that I can drive down that's made of nappies? Yes or no? Oh, here we go. Around 107,000 nappies were used in a trial along the A487 near Cardigan. That's in Wales. That's a tiny proportion of the 400,000 tonnes currently sent to landfill each year, where they take up 500... Oh, my God, they take 500 years to degrade. But could it be baby steps in the right direction? There you go. So roads made of nappies. Just when you thought... 
that things were like, you know, oh, the news is bad, everything, you know. There's roads made of nappies, guy. You know, yeah? If that doesn't put a spring in your step, what will? Do you know what I mean? What will? So get yourself over to the A487 <laughs> near Cardigan and just drive up and down it and rejoice in the fact that it's made of recycled nappies. Thanks, guys. That's positive news for now. I don't want to do... Because of me... Uh, <clears throat> I haven't read it beforehand, so I don't want to just go, go into these cul-de-sacs of these positive stories that I can't you know, riff on or do anything with. But that was one that just caught my eye straight off the bat. Speaking of catching eyes as well, look at this for people just... My new cup. So for those that are just listening... I've got a cup in my hand, and it's the best cup. Well, it's the second best cup in the world, actually. I would say it was my favourite because I love it. I actually love it, but the one that I have my brews at, the one that I'm holding, this was one that Kaya coloured in at a pottery thing. So when she was real little, so that has to be my favourite. That's always going to be my favourite. But this one, it is ridiculously well made, and it was handmade for me. It says, leave no trace in the bottom of it. So when you've done your brew, you're like, oh, yeah, leave no trace. Cheers. It's got mushrooms on it. It's on my Instagram page if anyone is interested in seeing that. And um, the whole transaction, right, was... Uh, in fact, do you know what, mate? I'm, I'm the positive news website. Let's go. Do you mean couldn't find any more positive news? This is positive news. And I will find it, actually. Instagram, here's outdoors. Because I'm interested in it. There it is. There it is. So, there was a, uh, there was a, someone who followed me on Instagram and they were commenting on, on some stuff, you know, just being nice. And I checked out her stuff and I was like, dude, your stuff is amazing. I love it. I love it. Please, can I buy a, Can I buy one of these cups off you? Please. <laughs> and she was like, no, you cannot buy one because I want to give you one because you've, your videos have really helped me when I've been struggling. <clears throat> they've, uh, they've helped me. You know, she struggles with a disease anyway. We'll get into that. But she said that my videos have really helped her and that she would like to gift me one. And I hate that. Especially if it's the big companies, then yeah, gift away. But when it's a little independent person who clearly it's their passion, I don't want them to be out of pocket. It doesn't matter to me. Like I'd rather pay you. I'd pay you over the odds for it because it's a good thing that you're doing. And so I just said, like, I'll give it. You just choose a charity, and I'll, 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 you know, I'll pay over the odds, and I'll give the money to charity. And so she said, um, what charity was it? Uh, My Aware UK, which is the only national registered charity supporting people with, and I'm probably going to mispronounce this, but my, myasthenia. And now Matt, if you're listening, if Matt Morgan is listening, ignore that. Don't Google it because you'll think you've got it. Myasthenia, which is, a, I think it's a dege degenerative um, illness. It's pretty serious anyway, and... and um, um, she suffers from it, and her name is Sophie, 
and her Instagram handle is under the willow pottery. If you want to go and check that out, um, and I can't, you know, the, the whole interaction was w- wonderful from start to finish, because, like she said, her Instagram blew up when I tagged her in her thing. She's got like, how many? She's got nearly a thousand more followers, nine hundred odd more followers from it. Which is, and uh, she said like, so she only makes it and then puts it on her store when she can, and and she had like more orders and she's become busier now so i love that i love the fact that that's part of the transaction so i get a cup which i absolutely love it's my well i can't say favorite because kaya's is my favorite but it's my it's such a great cup i love it handmade beautiful mushrooms on it stunning cup i get that she gets more eyes on and she gets more business um she gets to do her passion for you know, make money from her passion, which is amazing. And the charity benefits as well. It It's just ugh, all around. And the kind words that she was saying afterwards as well. It was just, a, it really helped me with my adventurer blues as well. It just was a, a wonderful experience all around. So if you do have Instagram, check out Under the Willow Pottery. And um, show her some love. She makes some amazing, amazing things. It's all very twee and very beautiful. And I love it, mate. That's that's what brings me joy. <clears throat> it's handcrafted stuff like that. And I'm more than happy to support um, independent things like that where I can. When, it, when, you know, I'm not, there's nothing, I don't gain anything except for an amazing cup. And the feeling I get to when I'm helping people like that is a good... It's enough for me. Sounds cheesy, doesn't it? But it is true. That's just how it is. Right. Should we wrap this biatch up then? <coughs> End on that posy news. Positive news. Um, I've put a bike review on, on my second channel as well, if you're into that. My electric bike review. You, you get a 50 quid discount on these bikes. and They are pretty good, mate, actually. In fact, they're really good. If you're in the market for a lecky bike. Go check that out over at um, the new channel, <laughs> whatever it's called. Hazy Days, is it? Hazy Days? Something like that, Hazy Days Outdoor Gear Reviews. You can check that. We're on it. We've been on it this week, like. Content creator, mate. Content creator. I, again, I've not prepped anything, man. I've not even prepped a... I've not prepped a, a, a poem or anything. Oh, here's a poem for you. Here's one. Heart-wrenching. Right. To close it out. <clears throat> Let me be the one that you turn to. Someone you care and rely on. Closer each day. Home and away. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Nothing but love. Now but love to everybody. If you're watching, there you go, sending you it. And if you're just listening in, Lug Oils, I send you nothing but love, mate. Has this been a podcast? I don't know. Has it been a show? I don't know. Have I interjected it with clips from my trip down south that I didn't want to put on the main channel? I don't know. We don't know these things yet. 
So whatever it is, I'm, I apologise. <laughs> whatever it is, I'm 7% sorry and 30% proud of it. And that's how it is. The next time I see you guys for a, um, a podcast will be next week. I'm doing a podcast with Matty Morgan. And he's whether he likes it or not, he's coming on my podcast. And we're going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try and structure it so that it's it resembles some sort of professional podcast. So stay tuned for when that doesn't happen. And I get back saying sorry that it didn't happen because... Believe it or not, shapes can't do podcasts, so you can't do me for it. Uh, yeah, just that's it, man. Now, but love, I know it's hard to say. Like, I feel like I'm patronised a lot at time as well when I'm like, you know, just look after yourself, and then everybody else will be fine and uh, eat well and get plenty of sleep. It's just obvious stuff, isn't it? It is patronising, but even if it just helps one person, mate, then. It's worth it. It's worth spouting the same shit in it. Because I believe it. And it's a mantra. And the more you say it, the more it's true. And you can you can write your own story, guys. You just it's just about the narrative, man. You could just make it up in your own head and you know, no one can tell you otherwise. Change your own narrative, dudes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take it easy. Don't let the bastards grind you down. Nothing but love. I'll see you soon.